So it is my honor and pl pleasure to introduce our speaker this morning. And there's all kinds of things I could tell you about what she's done and who she hangs with and all that. <laughs> but I'm not going to because it's not important. You know how sometimes you just need to stop and take a breath and just exhale? You know how you feel when you do that? That's how I feel in this woman's presence. It's like a time where you can just stop and just breathe. And that's why she has been facilitating our women's retreat for going on six years now. She said this morning that there's only one thing going on. And I'm here to tell you that this woman's got it going on. <laughs> I give you Maggie Cole. There are ladies in this room, boy, am I loud. <laughs> there are ladies in this room that um, are provoked to that applause because of the experience that we've had together at the women's retreats and other things. Uh, men, the men have made heard rumor or been the beneficiaries of these transformed women, so I appreciate, appreciate your applause too. Um, it is always my honor, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, to be with this Portland Center for Spiritual Living. It's been a part of my life for over 10 years and an integral part of my life for the last five and a half, soon to be six, doing the women's retreat. When Larry asked me if I wanted to speak and do the tea thing, we said, yeah, let's do this thing. He said, what do you want to speak about? I said, divine synchronicity. Thank you, Star. <laughs> I love a good setup. <laughs> I love a good setup. And I made a couple of notes. The first song, I'm in the right place at the right time. How many of you believe that that's true? No matter what's going on in your life, you're in the right place at the right time. Okay, I'm preaching to the choir. So we also hear about changing your life by changing your mind. This is something that I um, was exposed to recently. I did the practitioner student retreat. And we talked about the, the mind of the heart, the wisdom of the heart. So I invite you to entertain, I always give homework, uh, entertain the possibility of changing your life by changing how you feel, by changing how you trust your heart and not just your mind. So that's two things. And then the beautiful and lovely song that just brings me to my knees. It is not I, but the spirit within. That is divine synchronicity. It is not me making this happen, doing this thing. It is the spirit within that does it. So, that's prelude. On to the talk. So, we get these urges these desires, these motivations, this inspiration. We may have a revelation, and something in us moves. Something in us is called to act, called to interact, called to take action. And so we think, well, what is this going to bring into my life? 
You know, I don't know what's gonna happen, but somehow I get called. So I wanna share a story with you briefly. This last year, I was moved by spirit, you know, this kind of thing, okay, okay, I, I hear you. Okay, okay, I hear you. So I was moved to look on Facebook. and search for a man that I fell in love with 35 years ago. And I wrote him a a Facebook thing. I only have 25 minutes, right? (laughs) This could be an all-day thing, but I'll keep it short. Is this you? This is me. I put that there. I let it go. I went to Asilomar, had a fabulous time. Sharon became a minister there. We all did this at the same time, wonderful things. And on Friday night, my beloved friend Michael Gott was singing a song, and it moved me to tears, as I often am, moved to tears. And I walked backstage and I said, I've made a decision. I'm going to welcome relationship into my life. And he said, do you know what you're saying? And I said, yes. I said yes, but I lied. (laughs) I did know that it was a deep, profound thing. It wasn't just like, oh, yay, I want a boyfriend. I knew it was something (laughs) in me. I had also put a prayer request in that week when my friend Molly and I were there, and I said, I want to experience my life through deep, intimate touch. So four days after I got home from Missilimar, um, Russell called me. And we engaged in conversation and emails. And three months ago, we met at Larry's Beach House for the first time in three decades. And he's here today. this fun, honey? (laughs) This this is his virgin voyage in seeing me do my thing. And I'm going to bring him to the women's retreat in June. Just, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But not to be shared. (laughs) So, listening to Spirit's Call, being in sync, we are always, and you, you hear it in the music, you hear it in the prayers, you hear it in your invitation to be still, you hear it all the time. We are one with God. There's a feeling to that. And if you haven't experienced the feeling and you're just uh, believing that there's, you're one with God or thinking that you're one with God or you read that you're one with God, when you feel it, there's a sense of well-being and peace that we have not known before because we get caught up in stuff, don't we? Except for me, I don't ever get caught up. (laughs) Um, So there's ways in which we practice, if you will. And one of the ways in which we practice in this teaching is prayer, spiritual mind treatment. 
the first two steps of prayer, recognition and unification, is a way for us to remember what is and who we are. God is, I am. I am what thou art, and thou art what I am. Nothing in between, no other, no separation. And it's our practice to remember that, to embody it, to embrace it, to revel in it. Because when we do, life is different. That's why we come here. Not to change the world, but be the change that we want to see, and therefore the world is transformed. So my prayer partner, one of my prayer partners, Reverend Dr. Kim Kaiser, who's the head of the um, Holmes Institute in Northern California, he and I have had, been having conversation for over nine years, and um, at, me, at least once or twice a month, and have the most profound spiritual interactions that I've ever had with anybody in my life. And so one day we were talking about prayer. And for those of you who do it all the time, um, maybe you have the same thing that it constantly changes. It goes through, as we go through changes, it changes, and the meaning of it changes, and the way we do it changes. Um, I met a minister, I did a treatment workshop years ago at the gathering, minister, excuse me, for 25 years, and she said, it's always changing for me, and I, and I was in my infancy with it then, and I didn't know what she meant, but now I know what she means. So he said, there's really four stages of prayer. The first stage is to be still. Just to be still. The second stage is to feel the impress of spirit. To truly feel the presence of God. Whatever that is to you. But to feel that sense of awe and wonder. That sense of well-being. That God is here. And the third stage is spiritual mind treatment. So when you begin treatment, you're already in divine synchronicity because you're still, you're listening, you align yourself with God, and then you speak your word. And for those of you who are practitioners, you might remember those times when you say, I don't, I'm not ready to pray yet. Maybe that was just me. <laughs> I will tell you that I have prayer partners, I've had prayer partners for a long, long time. And in my infancy into praying, I never would do the first two steps. And the reason I didn't, because I said, I'm not worthy to speak these two steps. That God is, I am. I mean, who am I to say that? And now it's something that's lived in me, living in me. So, spiritual mind treatment. So the fourth stage is to witness your demonstration. Do you ever have that sense that, wow, this really neat thing showed up in my life. I wonder how that happened. And then, oh, I prayed for that. (laughs) And it might have been a week ago. It might have been that morning. It might have been 10 years ago. But to be aware and to be awake and to be alive and to be in sync with the divine is the only way to go. Double your money back if that's not true. (laughs) It's the only way to go. So, what we have in this teaching are tools. Spiritual mind treatment is a tool. And when practiced, 
when practiced, especially the stillness and the listening part, things begin to take over. God begins to take over. One of the things that is required is the S word, surrender. Surrender is a a lovely thing. Uh, It requires a great deal of faith, and it requires a great, great deal of trust in God and in yourself. Michael Beckwith said this once, and it has caused me to ponder it for that for as many years as, a, as since I heard it. We trust God to the degree that we trust ourselves, and we trust ourselves to the degree that we trust God. So again, I'll give you homework. <laughs> really, really, really let yourself feel the degree of trust that you have in yourself and really, really feel the degree of trust that you have in God because it's one and the same. And if you're on one to 10, on this end of the scale, practice, 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 practice. One of the things that I've often said in the classes that I teach is look for evidences of your faith. We have so much evidence of our faith. We're sitting in this room in a spiritual center, surrounded by like-minded people, hearing the truth. That's evidence of our faith. Something brought us here, whether it brought us here today for the first time or it brought us here 10 years ago or 20 years ago or since we were born. Something has brought us here so we can see the goodness of God. We must be in sync with it in our awareness to benefit from it. God has already given us everything. So what does that require of us? We must receive. We must be willing to receive. We must be willing to say, yes, bring it, give it to me. All the good, all the abundance, all the joy, all the love, bring it to me. I have never been happier in my life than I am right now. I never knew that I could have this much love in my life. I've been looking at romantic movies since I was 10 years old thinking, (laughs) I can name a thousand of them. (laughs) And I thought, someday, will I ever have that? I remember going to see The Notebook with my friend Molly. And at the end of that movie, crying, I mean crying out loud, boo-hoo, heart-wrenching crying, and I said, I'm never gonna have that. That was about two years ago. And she said, yes, you are. And I thought, something in me kinda knows that, but I wouldn't let myself believe it. And now I have it, and I believe that I have it because I was willing to know the truth of who I am, and I was willing to be moved and called by spirit and answer that call. And he answered his call too, which makes it really nice. Because <laughs> if you want to tango, it's good to have a partner. 
So um, one of the things that I um, want to say about, you know, because we talked about the truth of who we are, we're divine, we're emanations of God, I'm the light of the world, that's who we are. Divine synchronicity, to be awake. And when we're not in that place, when conditions take over or seem to, or when we feel out of sorts, or when we feel a sense of separation from God, when disease comes and illness comes and loss comes, and when those lies about being unworthy and not deserving the good life come. The reason that's so harsh feeling, the reason that feels so uncomfortable and so painful and so stressful is because it's not the truth of our natural selves. That's why we are, you know, it's like when you put on clothes that don't fit, you know, or when you eat food that doesn't feel good. You know, I don't, I don't like this. This isn't what is natural to us. So to live our natural selves, to be our natural selves, we want to be in alignment with spirit. And that requires us to pay attention, to be still, to pray, to practice, to be in company with each other so we can remind each other. That's why you go to classes, and if you haven't been in class, do it. <laughs> I'm serious, I would not be standing here today if I hadn't taken that first class and continued and continued and continued. Going to church is great. I mean, you know, don't tell Larry I said don't come to church. Going to church is great. But classes will, will anchor this teaching in you and will transform your life, swear to God. <laughs> I thought I would go to my grave living in guilt and shame. I really thought that. That's not true. So if that's what's going on with you, this is the place to be. This is the teaching. This is the truth. And remember your natural selves as you walk through this journey of experience that God is holding this space, providing everything that it's providing. And this experience is up here happening, but God is holding this space. There's no crack to fall through. There's no hole to fall through. You will always be and are forever graced by spirit. So with that, I invite you to close your eyes. And again, be still. Feeling the impress, the presence, and the power and the love of God that is here. Recognizing there's only one thing, one thing, the thing itself. God, the living spirit. And it is providing all that is, love beyond imagination, joy that is unbounded and unleashed within us, peace deep and wide. This infinite wisdom, the all-knowing of God is right here, right here, now, always and forever, always has been, always will be. And I am its beloved I am an emanation of this one, whole, perfect, and complete, born out of God's idea to represent itself at this time and place. 
And this is absolutely true of me. It's absolutely true of everyone in this room. I invite you to feel yourself, the beloved of God, right here, right now. All that I am, we are. All that God is, we are. And this is true for all life everywhere. The star talked about the planets and the galaxies and the universe. All life everywhere came out of this divine mind of God to express itself in a myriad of form. We are. God is one. So I speak my word for each one of us and for all those who desire to feel and to know their, the truth of their being, that we open ourselves up and are willing to entertain the possibility of surrendering to what God has in mind for us, to the glory and the grandeur of life, to the joy of life, to the expression of life, to the abundance of it. An unleashed love is never before. Letting it have its way with us. Letting it be all that is meant to be within each one of us. I claim this for each one of us right now. And I also accept that when we see ourselves, we see ourselves as God sees us. Brilliant, this illumined light of the world. And may we see each other in the same way. And in this new seeing, in this new insight, in this new eyesight, the world is transformed. For we see it all as God. Grateful for what is. Grateful for our participation in it. Grateful for us being awake to it. It is with gratitude that I release this word. I let it be the perfection that it is, and I revel in its demonstration. And I let it be. And together we say, with conviction. And so it is. Amen. Thank you.